Hey there, it's your girl Andrea Griffin Rogers. Don't you think it's high time to wake up to some healing? To be revived from brokenness to wholeness and from pieces to peace? Well, I do. So come and join me at the Can I Get a Favorite podcast. Enjoy it. Hey guys, how are you today? I pray that all is well and that this message stirs your faith, reaches you in the best of spirits and health and good energy. Today is my 30th episode. Yay! Woohoo! I can't believe I finally made it to this point. Like, praise God, because I know just a few months ago when this all started, I was like, there's no way I can do this, God. Like, come on. You know, come on, Shelly. There's no way I can do this. Like, I just did not believe in myself and my capabilities to be able to do something like this. But God, oh, man, I'm telling y'all, God is so good and it's so amazing that his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. It's so wonderful, and I'm so glad that his plans are made perfect and that he knows what they are and that if we just be obedient and trust in them, even when we don't know where the path is leading, man, there is, dare I say, a yellow brick road at the end. Like, it's just sunshine, and it's just amazing. And it doesn't mean that there aren't, like, challenges and things, but it you feel at peace because you are operating in your purpose there is just i'm telling y'all man and for those that are operating in their purpose you know but for those that aren't oh i pray that you find your purpose because when you are in that thing baby there's a peace that surpasses all understanding that scripture speaks truth not just because it comes from god but because you really can't fully explain to somebody how much joy and peace you have in the work you do. That's why when you in your purpose, baby, it don't matter if you getting paid or not. You are just happy to do it because it just brings that peace and satisfaction in your heart and in your mind of a good job well done. You didn't even have to work that hard to do it because it just came so naturally and easy to you when you're operating in your purpose. But you just you just feel better. You feel like, man, I really accomplished and achieved something. And so that wasn't even my message, child, but that's for somebody. <laughs> if it ain't if it just it was for me. I just needed to say I'm so thankful that God helped me get into my purpose. Because man, I, I don't I don't know where I would be. I wouldn't even want to be in anything else at this point. I love what I do. I love sharing with you guys. I love encouraging you. I love ministering to people. I love teaching the gospels. I love encouraging and stirring somebody's strength and faith in the Lord and just giving them that hope that says I can keep on going. I love what I do. I even love counseling people. Sometimes when somebody needs a wellness check-in and they just need someone that's just going to be a listening ear and an open heart and give an unbiased wisdom and revelation. And I'm there for them. And so I just, again, I just love what I do. And I'm so glad that God knew. He knew before I knew he knew. And that's why he called and chose me and set me apart. 
And so today's message is called a love like that. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, man, a love like that. When when you got the love of the Lord, there's no other love. I'm sorry. And for those who do not believe in Jesus, I pray for you. I really do because I pray for those that need to get the revelation of who the real God is true lord and savior jesus christ is there is no other love there is no other god there is nowhere else i'm telling you you would want to be when you've learned how to establish and cultivate and nourish a personal relationship with the lord i ain't talking about religion i'm talking about a personal relationship where you not just offer grandmama and them faith anymore. You know Jesus for yourself. You have seen the Lord do some things in your life for yourself. You have had some miracles happen in your life for yourself. Where you can know that you know that you know, baby. Without a shadow of a doubt. That Jesus is Lord. Man, ain't no love like that, child. Ain't no love like that. So, let me let me just slow down for a second. You know, as my life coach always says, let me slow cook this thing, baby. Let me pray real quick before we dive deeper into a love like that. Spirit of living God, we come to you right now and we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us in spite of us. We don't always get it right. We don't always follow the right path or make the right steps or decisions. But Father God, even in our flaws, even when we fail, even when we drop the ball, my God, you are there to pick it up. We thank you, God, that we can call out your name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And you just show up and show out. You are Lord. You are Savior. And we thank you for being just who you are. God, for those who need you to show in their lives, for those that need to know who you are personally to have and develop a one-on-one relationship with you, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Draw them closer to you. Help them to identify your voice for themselves. Stir their faith, Heavenly Father, so that they may know who you are. And so they may understand who Whose they are in you, Father God. Help them understand. Help them see, not sight, but see with vision. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. So when it comes to love like that, this actually came about with a conversation I was having with the Lord just about looking over my life and especially the last eight years um, that I told you guys I was um, in a Job wilderness season and just trying to trace what God is doing in my life right now where he's taking me but also appreciating and giving him thanks as we just had Thanksgiving on how far I've come in all the work that he's done in my life you know when I was going through my Job wilderness season I had to relearn how to love myself because I had been through so much, so many tragedies, so many hardships, so much pain I had to endure. I was being crushed on all sides. Child, I was deeper than a rock in a hard place. I don't even know what's under that job, but I was there. And it was just like, I don't know how to get out of here. I don't even know who I am anymore. 
you guys heard me talk about in yesterday's podcast episode about and the day before about um identity revival like i didn't know who i was whose i was i didn't know if i was coming or going i didn't see any hope i really just could not see the light at the end of the tunnel and because i could not see any of those things i didn't love myself i was so hard and crucial and critical on myself and dare i say the enemy attacked at every corner because there were people even the closest family members that would say things that were cut deeper than a knife it would hurt baby and it wouldn't hurt because it was truth it would hurt because i was already dare i say a dead horse and you were still kicking me it was like child don't you see i'm already broken battered and, uh, and bruised why spit on me while i'm already on the ground why not be a good samaritan and lift me up why be so more critical on me and and criticize me and and just continue with your words attacking me and i get it you know and, and when i say i get it i mean that people don't understand the season that you're in and i talked about job a while back um in the identity series about you know well not a while back just like the other day but you know i talk about how job's friends attacked him because they did not understand why Job was going through what he was going through. They didn't understand why Job was being tested. It was a conversation in the spirit realm that did not happen in the natural realm between God and Satan, where Satan wanted to test Job. And God allowed it because he knew that Job's faith was sustained. And so sometimes it's not always, oh, a person did something bad and that's why they are going you know through that thing it's not always the consequences of their actions sometimes it just happens because god's trying to birth something out of you and so instead of crying woe is me pray who am i becoming in this moment god why are you stretching me what are you trying to develop in me what is the lesson i need to learn in order to get through this and take it to my next level and so I had to learn how to love myself. And in loving myself, why I'm, why I'm tying an identity is because I had to understand that my love in myself did not come from external things. I had to love the inside me. I had to learn how to look in the mirror, clothes off and all, going back to Adam and Eve, naked child, look in the mirror and say, I love you. I love the skin that you're in. I love all your freckles. <laughs> I love all your wrinkles. I love all your stretch marks. I, and I don't really hit them any wrinkles, child, but, I, but just whatever, you know, whatever it is for you. Loving what you see in the mirror. Even during my Joe Wilderness season, I had to learn how to love my hair. I mean, that's a word for somebody because you've only known how to love you if you're fully macked up as they say you you got a beat face on you got a, a flashing styling wig child your nails done hair done everything done and that's the only way you can love yourself but during my crushing season when i felt like i was in the graveyard child th there was no flashing lights 
and and red carpets and all of that i had to learn how to love me in grave clothes basically that's what i mean by getting to the point of being completely naked i had to learn how to love me especially because to be honest i couldn't afford to get my hair done every week like i used to or every two weeks you know now from that birth a talent thank god of how to do my own hair <laughs> but you know I had to learn how to love my hair texture. No, my hair texture. I was not born with European blonde Goldilocks flowing straight hair, child. It, it just didn't come. Okay. I had coily, kinky, shrinkage type of hair that as soon as it get wet, child, is shrunk. Okay. It's, it's shrunk and it's tight. You know, you got, you got to get a hot comb and press that thing out, get a blow dryer and really work that thing through. Okay. Uh, back in the day, I used to perm it, you know, just to try to get it looking straight. <clears throat> um, but I had to go through a time where there was no perms. There was no pressing curls. There was nothing. It was just my textured hair. I was going through also health problems during my wilderness season. So because of the medication and things that I was on to sustain my life, because things had gotten so dire, I was about to die. I had gained a lot of weight. And in me gaining weight, I stopped loving myself because I felt like I could only love myself at one particular weight. And that's the pretty me. That's the me that is attractive. That's the me that is love worthy. And so God had to sit me down in my Joe Wilderness season and show me how to love and see myself the way he sees me. I had work to do. I had to go to the heart surgeon, which is God, and had him reconstruct me so that I could learn to love like that. Love myself in the way that he loved me. Loved and loves me. And it took work. It wasn't easy. It wasn't just like, okay, I looked in the mirror one day and said, okay, I love you. And then walked away. No, it took a repetition every single day. Every single time I came past the mirror to look at myself and not pick apart me, not be critical of me, but to learn how to love me, to approve of me. Every time I had to redo my hair instead of complaining, but learn how to love my hair. Learn how to be comfortable with and stylish with my hair. And not just in styling my hair, but just even with me getting dressed. I felt like, well, if I'm going to get dressed and really do it up, child, my Sunday's best, as they say in the South, then I need to make sure my hair is starting a wig or something. And it was like, nope, mm-mm. I had to learn how to be okay with the skin I was in, the skin that got birthed me in which meant my hair texture, my freckles and all. Cause I didn't even like my freckles to be quite honest. You know, I had a few that I liked that I was like, okay, this is cute as I was growing up. But then as I've gotten a little older, I've gotten more freckles. And I was like, ooh, okay. Uh, I mean, what's up with this guy? And so I had to learn how to be comfortable with the changes in my body and learn to love that as well. And it's not to say that every day is perfect. You know, there's you have your good days, your bad days. And then even on your bad days, because I did the work to heal and to get to this point of wholeness, I can counteract 
the enemy's attacks that says, oh, mm, your hair is a little fuzzy today. You're not pretty. Uh, no, boo-boo, sorry. We going brush this down. And even if it don't brush down, I'm still pretty. God still loves me just the way I am. I don't have to change and rearrange and go get plastic surgery and do all these other kooky, crazy, extra things just to make myself look pretty. I look pretty in the skin I'm in because God says I've made you marvelously. I've made you in the image of me. And so we're in the made in the image of God. Why don't we love like that? Why don't we love ourselves in the way that he loves us? When God sees us, he sees a masterpiece. He sees kings and queens. Why do we look at ourselves and see paupers? Why do we look at ourselves and see ourselves as less than? And for some of you, your ego might be like, mm child, I don't see myself as a pauper. I see myself as a king or queen. Okay, but let's catch you on a day where your hair isn't done, where you didn't put no lipstick on, where you don't have that fly outfit on. Let's catch you basically at home when you took all that off. Do you still have that same ego? Do you still feel like you just the biz knees? <laughs> you know? And if you do, that's great. But there are some out there that don't. They feel like they need the accessories of life to make them feel loved. To make them like themselves or to even look at themselves as likable in the world. And that's not what God wants. And so as I went through my job in this season, God helped me restore my image in him. And because of that, I learned how to love myself i learned how to love me in the way that god loves me i learned how to see my value not in the things and exterior and the clothes and the shoes and the wigs and, and extensions and and makeup and all of that i learned how to just love me falls and all love me accept me not pick me apart but accept me and like I said, I don't always get it perfect. There are some times where, you know, I might have might slip. But if I slip, I don't fall. Because I remember, oh, wait a minute now. Don't do not do that. Mm-mm, don't fall back there to that old stinking thinking. Nope. God made you marvelously. You are wonderfully made. You are a miracle in God's eyes. Don't look at yourself like that. When he made you, he said it is very good. He didn't say it's bad. He said it's good. So that's a word for somebody like love yourself. Go on that journey of healing. I tell you guys all the time, you know, it, because of what I went through, God birthed this healing ministry of agents of revival so that I can help other people learn and be revived into who their true self is. Steer away from the broken image. Steer away from the broken hearts. Steer away from the stinking thinking. Stay away from scattered pieces and feeling like you don't have any inner peace and get to that place of balance, of rest, of inner peace, of solidarity in yourself, of loving the skin you're in, of having a healed, whole, completed heart and self-image. But you got to do the work. 
I didn't get here because I clicked my heels three times. I didn't get here because I just wished upon a star. I got to this point because I did the work. And some of that work took me doing intensive counseling. Some of that work took me getting into uh, the right spiritual groups and circles of people and building the right community that was going to help stir, stretch, and cultivate my faith to go deeper. It came with the understanding, like the scripture says, that I'm not meant to do life alone. That as iron sharpens iron, a friend will sharpen a friend. That says two heads basically are better than one. That I don't have to fight the battle alone. But I have to go to God alone and say, help me to see myself the way you see me. Help me to love the skin I'm in. Help me to love myself in the way you love me. And when you love yourself properly, you can then effectively love somebody else. You cannot effectively love somebody else if you don't know how to love yourself. That's why so many people are bleeding all over people who didn't hurt you. Because you never heal the root of the problem. You never learned how to love yourself. You never learned how to heal from past experiences and childhood trauma. All you've done is bury it or throw it in the closet or repress it. You didn't heal from it. Time just went on. But the minute that somebody does something or says something triggering, it brings back that memory. It brings you back to that place. And so now you're angry again. Now you're irritable again. Now you're frustrated. Now you're snapping out again on somebody. Have you ever wondered why even if you think about something as simple as driving in traffic and you get irritated that somebody cuts you off or you get irritated that somebody is not driving fast enough for you? Why are you in a rush, baby? There's something there that you have not tapped into. There's a root system there of your impatientness, of your anger and frustration. Of you lashing out at somebody else who you can't control. So now you have a control issue. There's something that is a root system that goes back. Whether it goes back to your childhood or goes back to your early adulthood. Or even just a few years ago. There's something there that you have not dealt with. You have not healed from. So you don't know how to love others properly. Because you don't know how to love yourself. You don't know how to let go of control. You don't know how to be at peace. And not be angry all the time, not be bitter, not be frustrated, not be irritable. There's something there, but you got to do the work. Tap into that thing, face it head on so that you can properly heal. And get to a whole free place. You got to get free from that bondage. You got to get free from those broken areas of your life that you've been too afraid to face. Get into counseling. Find the right Christian counselor. Every therapist is not the right therapist for everybody, but there is somebody out there for you. And then counseling is not going to be enough because there's people that get into counseling 
and you go and you vent as you will to your girlfriends and then that's it but the counselor will give you work to do and you won't even do the work anything worth having is worth working for if you want to be healed if you want to be whole and set free from the bondage of guilt of shame of condemnation of your past of the pain of the experiences that you've been through of the challenges that you had to face in life you have got to do the work in order to overcome it if you want to love yourself fully so that you can effectively love and shine your light on somebody else without hurting them stinging them wounding them or bleeding on them you gotta do the work it takes repetition it's not just something you do one day and that's it i didn't get to this point because i just did it one day i just met with a therapist one day and that was it i've talked about it before i did therapy for two and a half years three times a week because i was that broken i was that hurt I was in so much pain that I had to do whatever I had to do to get to that. I was willing to get as dirty as possible and do the work my therapist told me to do because I wanted to be free. And then I also went to my spiritual advisors. I went to my spiritual community. And there were things that they pointed out. There were things that they prayed me through. And tips and tools that they gave me. And I applied that to my life. I did the work. I went and studied God's word. I read it every day. Even when it didn't make sense to me. Even when I didn't understand the Bible. I still continue to dive and read. Digging deeper and deeper. Because like a seed. There was something taking place in my life. There were roots going down of the seed that was planted. That was eventually and ultimately going to sprout up and produce fruit. But I had to continue to repetitiously do the work, show up. I had to keep praying. Even when I didn't see my breakthrough, I kept praying and praying and praying and working and working and working and working well. What didn't seem like it was working well. I still did it. Why? Because I got that thirsty and hungry and and dare I say, just tired. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I did the work. I made sure that I showed up and persevered. I didn't care how bad the crushing was. I didn't care how much people were judging me and talking about me and calling me foolish for going so hard or for not doing things the way they thought I should do it. I did what the Lord was calling me to do because I was determined to get free. And you got to get to that point as well. You have got to get to the point where you say, you know what, Father God, I want to love myself like that. I want to love me the way you love me. I want to be healed whole and set free from the things that have had me in bondage long enough. I want to be completely healed. Not just say I'm healed or I want healing and just put makeup on or put a mask on and go and just pretend. I don't want to fake it till I make it. I want to make it, God. I don't want to keep saying I'm too blessed to be stressed, but I'm going home crying at night. I don't want to sit here and say that, um, you know, I have nothing to worry about and I'm not going to complain. But then I'm depressed inside. I'm crying inside. I'm wishing somebody would see just how much pain I'm in. 
I'm angry or bitter all the time. Like how long? I talked about this yesterday's on yesterday's podcast. Are you willing to get dirty? How long are you willing to suffer when God is calling you to be free? Are you willing to get dirty enough to do the work? You're going to have to face yourself. You're going to have to face your fears of the unknown. You're going to have to face those things from your past that you have not wanted to face nor address. You're going to have to roll your sleeves up, get your hands dirty, and do the work. That's the only way you're going to ever break free. Saying it is not the same as doing it. You got to get to the point where you're ready and willing and able where you're tired of saying you're sick and tired and you actually get up and do the work and let nothing and no one stop you. It's worth it to find this love like God loves. There's actually a chapter in the Bible that is called the love chapter. And God tells us what love is. He says in 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Three things will last forever, and that's faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Love is the most powerful tool, the most powerful weapon in your artillery. You gotta tap into a love like that, baby. I'm telling you, it's worth the work. It's not easy. It's going to be challenging and hard. But living in the light of the Lord, living in that love, baby, it's worth the work. Jesus says that he is the true vine. In John 15, it says, I've told you these things for a purpose. That my joy might be your joy and your joy wholly mature. This is my command. Love one another the way I loved you. The way I love you, says Jesus, love someone else. This is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. You are my friends when you do the things I command you. I'm no longer calling you servants because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No, Jesus says, I've named you friends because I let you in on everything I've heard from the Father. You didn't choose me. Remember, I chose you and put you in the world to bear fruit that won't spoil As fruit bearers, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me, he gives you. But remember the root command, love. Love one another. That is the root command. Jesus showed us. God, the Father, showed us. For he loved us so much 
that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have everlasting life and that's john 3:16. we have to learn how to love like that and when you love like that you will learn to live in the light of the lord it's worth it i promise you it's worth it and so may the lord bless you and keep you cause his face to shine upon you may lord our god be gracious to you show you his favor and give you his peace learn to love like the lord take care god bless as always i want to thank you for listening to the can i get a favor podcast you can find, like, and follow me on Instagram at Andrea G's. That's A-N-D as in dog, R-E-A-G-E-E-S as in Sam. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is at Andrea Griffin Rogers. That's A-N-D as in dog, R-E-A-G-R-I-F-F as in Frank, I-N as in Nancy, R-O-G-E-R-S as in Sam. Also, we're just starting this new venture while new opportunities will come help us continue to grow. Your charitable donations and contributions helps keep this podcast going. Here are some ways in which you can sow your seed. You can click the links in the description or you can download either the Cash app or the Venmo apps. If you go to the Cash app, you can find me at Andrea G's. That's Cash app at Andrea G's and that's A-N-D as in dog, R-E-A-G-E-E-S. Or if you go on the Venmo app, you can find me at Andrea Griffin Rogers. That's A-N-D-R-E-A-G-R-I-F-F as in Frank, I-N as in Nancy, R-O-G-E-R-S as in Sam. Thank you for your seeds, time, and contributions. Take care and remember to love like that. God bless you.